Hey guys, welcome to the Hypothetical Nonsense Podcast. Today we talk about sex, we talk about parenting, we talk about drugs, we talk about we, we talk about the brain. Enjoy the episode. Hello everybody, welcome to the Hypothetical Nonsense Podcast where nothing is real and everything is fake. Um, today we're talking about parenting, which is a uh, struggle that, uh, or a beautiful thing, depending on <laughs> the day or the time. Um, I don't have any kids. Yeah, you, none of us are parents. None of us are parents. Um, so we're going to tell one you day we might be. Do you guys want to have kids? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I do. With me? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, obviously the first part of parenting is getting pregnant which we all know how that works right With yeah the sexes and the stuff like that and yes well you know how it works right sex or pe- or pregnancy because they're separate right yep yes Are they though? yes because does one not yield the other you could artificially yield. inseminate true very true you can adopt it has separated itself yeah mm-hmm. it has actually become decently separate mm-hmm. it's a beautiful equal. thing you can have sex and not birth a child nine months later. Oh, uh, hell yeah. That is true. Sex. Love doing Whoa. It. Um, so during pregnancy, well, actually, what? You shouldn't speak on this. No, what? no, go ahead. Ugh. I'm just going to listen. Well, okay. my question was for the, all the, our ladies out here. And <laughs> Sammy, you listening? Parents. I'm listening. All right. And parents. All ears, babes. When, at what month do you, are, is it like not good to have sex while you, your girlfriend's pregnant? You, I would ask a doctor. Yeah, this is not something that we can answer, but the the answer normally is that you can have sex. Like Amy Schumer did a 40-minute like bit about this how you true. can and have you, sex, and she was like, don't tell him that, mm-hmm. like to the doctor. You watched it? I've was seen, it good? I saw that bit. Was it good? I know Amy Schumer like gets a bunch of shit, and I always see her worst clips yeah. on social yeah, media, but it's, it's not funny. fair. No, she's I'm fine. sure she is funny. She's, she's, fine. she's where she is right yeah. now for a reason. How but, does she get... Where she is? Did, did, was there like one thing that blew her up or was it like a just th- a long career no, she, of she comedy? She did stand up for a while and then did well on Comedy Central. Yeah, I think I think for a lot of comedians of that day, it was like you continue to pay your dues and then yeah. you get your big break at some point. She does pave the way for a lot yeah. of like people like me that... Really? Have been yeah. pregnant before. Okay. Have been pregnant before. Yeah. Beyond that, just just want to be able to speak more openly about, you know, gross things. Yeah. And who are blonde. And who are blonde. I've just seen... Am I blonde? Naturally. Yeah. Look at that. Let me see those roots. Wow. That's brown. Blinding by how bright and blonde they are. Brown. Brown. So... We did that answer an your question? Yeah. We did have an answer, that, is that you can have sex while you're pregnant, although a lot of pregnant women don't necessarily want to have sex. There could sex. be discomfort there. Yeah. yeah. Lots I, I'm of trying discomfort. to think yeah. of, like, positions so and, maybe like... Why? Are you trying to have sex with a pregnant woman? No. Maybe technically you can, but I don't think it would be very Practical. En- enjoying for yeah. the other party. Well, and I think it, it should depends. be a two-way street. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it depends. But it's like, if it's going to be, you know uncomfortable yeah and that's an interesting you know? question too if the point of us having a sex drive is to procreate. so that is to procreate to if have you have a baby money yeah and if you have a baby already inside you you can't get pregnant while you're pregnant so like are you even do you even have a sex drive while you're pregnant do our bot does our body stop it, it depends, producing it depends on who you are okay like it anything does. else it just depends it on who you are because there are some people where their hormones change and they do not want to have sex and they their their whole body is just focused on growing this human being inside mm-hmm. of them and then there are other people that are like fuck this kid i want to have i want to dick down 
some t- true dick down city girls up but sometimes you know some people get very during their ovulation window and sometimes they're not ovulating and they're very beep, beep. just depends it on just who you de- are it just depends that was... we've, we've transcended the biological like need so to speak like we sometimes don't even do it for baby sometimes we we wrap it up we're yeah. like let's let's take a pill. We don't want that baby. No, we have we they'll have, put a, they'll put a piece of something in their arm. Trash, yeah. Well, I was gonna say trash bag over. Yes, they put Drake a, said to use hot sauce. Copper. Well, that's insane, <laughs> guys. That's crazy. Please then tell he threw me you're away. not having sex with women by putting plastic bags a trash over, bag over your dick. Well, if you use that two, not then work? it won't break. That is true. Well, the friction of both of the trash bags rubbing together will actually break it. Because if you double up, it, the friction will actually make it worse. This is an interesting so point, three? though. Three? Yeah, because it'll break the OG one, but the other two will be fine. But then it'll break the Oh, because then there's G. two. If one of them breaks, then there's two. Then there's two. And then so you just got to be... use like 10 and just hope that like no. eight if, of them work. If, no. one st- if, if one of them break per stroke, yeah. then I think 10 strokes is fair. Okay, I'm going to stop uh-huh. you right now. I have had too many experiences where men do not understand birth control. Like, truly do not understand birth control. Yeah, they control. And I'll we're explain. not helping this issue. <laughs> Sorry, hey, I'll explain. Stop. Thank you. <laughs> so what birth control is, no. it's the where the, it, had, the wizard controls the birth. I dated so, someone who was like, well, I don't want to use a condom. And I was like, okay, I'm not taking birth control. And he's like, well, you could get a copper DUI. IUD. IUD. Damn. <laughs> Maybe Sammy should explain. I got fucking, I got fucking um, dyslexia. I knew it was was wrong when it's coming out of my mouth he said get a copper iud and i was like isn't that extremely painful and he's like yeah it really sucks for women so sorry that you have to have birth control that hurts so much so that i can have enjoyable sex brother that sucks. you got a birth control it's a trash bag and that's put whole, that shit on and that was the end of the conversation that was the end of the conversation i like how he suggested like kind of a life-changing yeah <laughs> like yeah procedure yeah why don't you just like take out both your ovaries well that that's kind of what i mean is that pretty it, simple it for me, like intellectually, it's not a complicated issue where it's like if I don't want to get pregnant, I'm gonna pull take, your uterus out. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna pull my uterus out or I'm gonna yeah. take precautions so that I don't get pregnant. <laughs> that being said, it is physically more complicated than that. And quite frankly, I would rather just not have sex and then have to yeah. deal with that funny business. Yeah. Because or, I'm not interacting with science. My and, body is my body. And or, hear me out, you could put on a condom. Oh my god. Do you know how hard it is to get a man to put on a condom? I do by the way, I had no idea. I thought that like it was cool like I thought people just knew like you put on condoms because yeah, everyone's a, like use condoms so I yeah, I did not think it was going to be a problem until I met men who are like I don't use condoms what do you mean yeah, yeah that's, what do you mean and it's not just pregnancy there's STDs out there well, too that, that, that is that's true that's also what I'm saying I'm like why 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 is there, it so like uncommon for a guy to be like yeah of course I use a there condom. is an underbelly of this world and I, I I saw an interview with DJ Khaled where he was like yeah I don't eat that <laughs> I don't put my mouth open anywhere near that. That's valid, and he was though. referring mm, he was referring to his wife and what he, wow. and what Ooh, the question the question yeah cuz cooties the question was then cooties. so D, Mr. Khaled Dr. Khaled do you have your <laughs> wife do something to you and he was like well obviously and yeah. then it's like okay so I think what the issue is is that a lot of men want what they want and they don't give a fuck what the other party yeah. wants. They do not give a shit. Just, Any consequences did not run through their mind. It's like, 
How do I get done? How do I get my nut in? And how do I get out of here? I mean, mm-hmm. that those are those survival instincts where it's like, I don't, no, no logic, no rationale, no empathy. I must come. But at the same time, I must. But at come. the same time, I think it's valid to have boundaries where, yeah. where if you're like, I don't want to put my mouth on that, like, good, I don't want to put my mouth on that either. Unfortunately, my gag reflexes are. A boundary is fine just so long as everybody's every, okay with yeah. it. Yeah. And by the way, if you're in a relationship where, you don't want to do that, but your partner is okay doing it to you, and you've talked about it. Yeah, so be it. Yeah, so and be it. That also it does, and it's not going to shield you from. That sounds crazy as hell. That sounds crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, as that hell. sounds not fair. <laughs> it sounds it's crazy as fuck. But I'm not in that man's relationship. That's yeah. right. What if he's happy? And what if they're both happy doing his asparagus? I'm asparagus. Like he could be. Have you seen videos of DJ Khaled annoying his wife? <laughs> Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You can do it, you can do it. All that talk you talk, let's do it. Shut the fuck up. I ain't like you. I don't need uh, you in the background. Yo, chill. Me to work out. Chill, man. Are, there, are they parents? Is he a father? He does. He yes. has a son. Yes. Right, okay. So. So back into, speaking of kids, back into pregnancy. Yeah. Back yeah. to pregnancy. Um, are y'all going to have a gender reveal? Are we going to have a gender reveal party? I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. Or is there do a you way wanna know that the you want to find... How do you want to find out what the gender is? How you just want to be at the doctor and be like, all right, well, it's a girl. Okay, cool. Yeah, I want the doctor to let me know. Yeah. I don't think, because then what really boils my blood and grinds my gears is seeing those gender reveal parties. And whenever it's a girl, the guy's like, (laughs) I guess I can't play sport or basketball with her. And then when on inversely, the woman is like, yes, it's a boy. Yes, it's a girl. Yeah, yeah. But the, the man, the dude always is look always... at the man. And whenever it's a girl, he's like, I guess I have to kill myself. You now. know what I think that it's is? It's insane. You know how it's like when you want to bring like a, a stray dog home, your father is like, we can't have a fucking dog. Get the, the fucking thing out. But then after two months, you're like, I love this golden retriever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never giving it up. That's how I feel about like. Men that are like fuck, girl, girl dad. they're gonna be so gonna happy, be happy with their child. Yeah, yeah so that's they're a just, daughter. They're that's just, your daughter. That's your daughter. So that's think, a human being. That's your daughter. Human I think being. it's, like, it's, it's like just a, a human being. Gamifying. It is. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like <laughs> playing. Like, what's it's gonna like, be? What's gonna be? What's gonna be? It's like roulette. Who? Who? Fifty That in mind, it is valid to. I think it is valid to have a preference. Not a preference. That's. Okay, it's not valid to have a preference. <laughs> Cut it that is, out, editor. Well, no, you can keep it in. I keep just in, I'm, the the editor. point is is that it's valid to have different feelings about different genders, and and it doesn't necessarily have to do with gender conventions where it's like, no shit, now I can't put them in dresses. Put it, put your kid in a dress. He can't say no for, or they can't say no for however long. <laughs> he, okay, we know what you want. Um, but, but if you're if you're sort of like, okay, there are different things that you have to teach different. You know. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's things yeah. that go along there, with there there is a, a difference. A yeah, woman. there's a physically. And and it's it's just it's a human being. So you yeah. It's okay to have different feelings about different genders. I think that's okay. Yeah, but if I were a girl and Sex, I saw sorry. my dad mm-hmm. on video <laughs> looking depressed as fuck because I was gonna be birthed into existence, I would have a very strained relationship with that man. That's yeah. horrible. As a woman who has kind of made it her career to be like have men be like you're a sex object I'm like no i'm actually really funny i look at that and i'm not like i have a strained relationship i'm like this gamifies life i need to get validation from men now to prove that i actually am my birth was valid yeah i wonder if yeah because i was my dad would try to abort me <laughs> like he was i was i was an accident okay no no you want to you want to what 
Hi, never mind. Hypothetically, no if high, I was high, in, high, high five. I was just, oh, yeah. you were gonna high five me? D yeah. Caroline is explaining this to you. She's like, actually, <laughs> let me talk about this. Do you want to talk about it? No, I'm good. Continue. My... No, no, no. Um, and I thought about, but like, I don't really blame. I don't really blame my dad. Like, people could change. You know, he he. My dad was like, uh, there for me during times that I needed a father. During certain times, I, I'm not in contact with him now, but I'm grateful that. For, even though he was like, man, fuck them kids. Like, there were still some definitely moments where he was like, yeah, like, like I'm glad that I have a son. And I'm, yeah. and so it's like our relationship is strained for different reasons, but it's not yeah. because of, you know, pre-birth feelings. Because, like, it's like, war, like someone's world can change after, you know, I'm born. Yeah. Me specifically, I'm yeah. born. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think when that's... I was as beautiful and handsome as tra and charming and as I we came can out. Cut, we can cut all that out. We don't lie you on the prove podcast. Them wrong. We can cut Sammy saying to cut this yeah, out. Yeah. We don't really lie on this podcast. This is a hypothetical nonsense where everything is true. Um, <laughs> but when you look at a bunch of movies like Disney Channel movies and the kid is like, wait, I was an accident? Mm -hmm. So does that mean you don't love me? Like it does have like an, yeah. an effect on people, but yeah. that is true. That as a child, for sure. Like when I learned that, I was like, "Damn, I shouldn't be here." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Wow. Um, no, but did you have any feelings like that? Um, not because of no, because I, I I learned that pretty late on, and by that point, I was already like, I had already been through a lot as a, like with my parents to where I was like. I'm on my own. I kind of realized that I'm on my own at, from a very young age, and I couldn't rely on either of my. That was low on the priority list. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm just a human being separate from my parents. Um. Anyway, what if your partner is really, really set on a terrible, shitty name? Like, when do y'all talk about naming and how important is that to you versus like your partner is like, oh my god, if if my daughter was named euthanasia like that's just such a beautiful name i'm gonna have a problem i'm gonna have a real problem with that if somebody comes up to me and says you know what i've always been dreaming of my baby girl to be named renesme <laughs> oh no i think it's over it is what over. do you mean it's over y'all are crazy. already pregnant renesme y'all are pregnant what are you gonna do yeah but also the context Abort for the that baby? name is even worse. Yeah. Well, it it is their mom's name. That's what I meant. Fused, which is, I, meant. I guess, cute. Stupid. But I wait. Who's Renee? It's better than EJ. <laughs> well, that's what I was about to say. The boy's name was like, well, if it's wait, a boy, then it's Jasper. The guy that I had sex with and the guy that wanted to have sex with me that I don't have sex with. But by the way, if they had a boy, would have would Jacob have imprinted on the boy? Okay, we're talking no, about Twilight no, right now. The, the guy oh. who kissed you without your consent and then said. Yeah. But you know you liked it though, and you know you wanted that. That's and, my and, namesake. And, and, in her mind, being like, you know what? I would name my baby boy after you. After all this, yeah. Um. So actually, that's a great point. Yeah. If I was with someone and they were to name our son after me, and an ex-boyfriend, I think that's crazy. I feel like I'd be like, I'm gonna find another you partner. and an yeah. ex-boyfriend. Yeah, like mush our names. This is what happened in Twilight. Yeah. Oh. So it was it was Edward Jacob. She was like, okay, if it's a boy, EJ, I'll name him EJ, Edward Jacob. And if wow. it's a girl, <laughs> she was that's also like crazy. losing her Whose bodily functions. Like she was. It was Edward's baby. Oh. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. There are certain names that I think, culturally speaking, are a problematic, and they're personal. Like. 
for example, if you're like, I want to name my kid Adolf because that's my grandfather's wow. name, I'd be like, well, no, I'm just saying, like, no, you can't yeah, name your kid name, Adolf. You can't name your kid Adolf. But then Adolf. at the same time, yeah. and this is so mean <laughs> for for context that we won't get into, but like, if someone was like, we need to name our kid Tanner, I'd be like, yeah, I Tanner had the name is... Hunter written down for like, no, like you on had it written list. down for you, no, no, for like shit, like oh, L shitty names, names. Oh, L yeah. names. But yeah. that being said, I am like actually a crazy person where I really prefer kind of objectively uglier names or names that aren't as sweet to the ears because I feel like it gives my kid personality. Like I legitimately, if I met someone and and I was like, I want to name our boy Mortimer and they were like, yeah, I'm down. That would be perfect. Mortimer. How cool. That's such a cool you name. You said that? Yeah, I think Mortimer. You think that now. I think it's a cool name, a name and I know objectively it's a terrible name because the nickname for Mortimer is Morty. <laughs> so it's a bad name, I know, but I love Morty. it. Morty. So I, I'm on the I'm the problem here. I'm in the camp of making my child as bullyproof as possible. And yeah. I know there is like obviously some things you can't control, but the things that I can control, I want to make sure that they're cook proof. Yeah. Like Blue if I, I if I name my kid like LeBron, <laughs> yeah. We're done. No. It's over. His name is LeBron. He's gonna be no, if you taught He'd your kid to do like kid. really good trick shots, he'd never have to do like basketball. But mm. if he was just like really good at it, they'd be like, that's why he's, he's good LeBron. at ping pong. Yeah, he's really, <laughs> really good, good at, ping, at pong. ping pong. He could live up to it. Now his whole life goal, he'll be more inspired to live up to his name. No, that's is, so has much that pressure. Ever happened? <laughs> has that putting unrealistic expectations on a kid? Has that ever motivated them to be better? Serena there, that is one. That is one in a trillion people. Michael Jackson. Two in a trillion people. But think people. about how you great can name they ten are. People. How many people are on this earth? Seven trillion. Krill, Pavilion, and only a five bunch. of them are really good. Yeah, but they're so good. Like Michael Jackson is so good. Yeah, but really maybe good. dig into his history. No, I know the consequences are monstrous. Yeah, but, he was probably but, like really like. But like burn this up disco out. Like yeah, it's so bad. But because it's so bad, it's so. Yeah, I think here's a question. Like diabetes and sugar. Would you, that's true. Right. Would you name your kid, okay, if a girl wanted to really, really name their kid after like a celebrity, like Taylor Swift, oh. like Taylor Swift Mahoney. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so Or like ugly. Beyonce no. Mahoney. That's what do you so think? That's so ugly. Is that, a, is that something that's, will? is that something you're willing to like really hardline no? I, hard I would hardline know that. What yeah. if you really love her, though? And she's like, babe, I really want to name my kid Travis Kelsey Mahoney. This is called anxious attachment, and you're starting to make irregular, irrational decisions because you love someone. You need to get out of okay, that. Okay, Caroline Mahoney. <laughs> what Caroline if Constar that was, Mahoney. Yeah, Caroline, Caroline... It's all hyphenated. Caroline Constar Mahoney. Econ Sigma. <laughs> yeah, sick. What if... Okay, no, that's that's absurd. But what if... No, sussy fuckers. This is a question for Sammy. baby. slush. Sorry. baby. Come here, little bruh. Oh, hell no. Oh, <laughs> You stop. You can't curse in the household. Little bruh. <laughs> Get here, bruh. Come here, bruh. Now, what did I say, little vine? This is a uh, question for, I guess, me and Sammy. What if we were, uh, our partner was a white woman and she really wanted our baby's name to be like a traditionally black like, name? Like, J oh, I know. Oh, like, like Demarcus or Demarcus something. or like... No, Jalen is always Shaniqua. the. What are her motives? That's like, are, do, do you do, have you ever met anyone named Shaniqua? No. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, that is a real name. I've seen Sharkeisha. Um, I'm not joking. 
This I is, believe you. Yeah, no. but uh, the light skin name, the biracial name is always Jalen. It's always Jalen. Go to any local Jaylen, basketball Jayden. team and look at the light skin kid. Ask him what his name is. My name's Jalen. And I love NBA Youngboy. And my mom <laughs> is so also funny. a white woman. So are you cool with something like that? Is that like... <sighs> no, I don't think I am. Okay. Because... <laughs> That leads into, and, and this is like a general thing, that leads into kind of like a weird fetish fetishization conversation. Like, why are you with me and why do you want to name this kid like Tavon? Dude, yeah, I was, my ex from high school. You don't know a Tavon. I don't know a Tavon. No, no, like, I'm talking about my hypothetical. Oh, okay. What if they're, what if but, they're like really into like cultural studies like what if it's like an academic appreciation less than a fetishization but they're always wrong no oh they are always wrong wrong. i don't think it's right i'm just saying like is there is there any universe where you're like i guess they have good intentions i understand i understand the good intentions right i really do but you shouldn't but in my personal life like you grew up your whole life around like braylon Mm -hmm. and like mark mark Mm -hmm. like why are we going to like Trayvon now. <laughs> this is like such a departure. And if you're because with that baby's gonna have some some melanin. A little spice to a, it. A little spice. Yeah. But what what about your girlfriend in high school? Sorry. It was, oh, it was, I was just saying she really was had a weird obsession with uh Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner's relationship. And mm-hmm. she would always like aspire to be that's us. Like, yeah, that's I think she's literally she had literally said that. And like she liked it when I had braids. Wait, comparing and a relationship <laughs> in like, general seems weird though. Like any other relationship where it's like, that's literally us. Like if I'm like Jackie Kennedy and JFK, that's literally us. What? Sorry, that was what, a bad example. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, wait, <laughs> that hold was on. a bad example. What was the first we, one that wait, came into my mind. Wait. No, it's the first like celebrity couple that came into my mind. I don't know why. But um <clears throat> But I think that it gets to an even weirder territory when we go to racialize things. Even outside of like black. Yeah. Like yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. like if you're like, I love how like we're just like this Indian man and this this Puerto Rican woman. It's like Yeah. Is it just because of the aesthetics of Travis Scott having braids? And like rapping, yeah, and like wearing like jeans that do not fit his pants, like do not fit his <laughs> do legs, not fit his pants, exactly. Um, or like being shirtless and having tattoos. Like, is that really what you're with me for? Is that the reason? I don't. I've never w- w- had a cornrow in my fucking life. Why are you imprinting that you on get me a now? You just one, just one, one big ass one. Fetish, <laughs> fetishization is very bizarre, and I think that it gets strange because this is an interesting topic. But when you think about like gender, when it's just like man versus woman, there's a lot of things that we do just because we want to be fetishized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it, it's just sort of like that's my entire life yeah. is like I know that this man wants the Disney princess, so I'm gonna not eat and yeah. wear this. Or like Ooh. going to the gym. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be going big to as fuck because I in my head ladies. in my head I know the ladies like that. Yeah, like but a big then, muscles. That's what they like a big muscles. Oh, like <laughs> when, when it. is it unreasonable? Because it's, so it's it's so ubiquitous, it's so pervasive. Like what we do to mm-hmm. get sex. When is it reasonable? When is it unreasonable? But it's it it's I'm sure it's reasonable for a decent amount of of time because you are playing to what people like yeah. yeah but oftentimes it is incongruent with our perception of what people like is incongruent with the reality for sure like a lot That's of true. women i've met and maybe it's because i'm in like i'm selecting for the people that i know but a lot of women i've met do not like big muscles yeah they just don't like that yeah they see like a big muscly dude and i like in public they're like oh my god yeah what the fuck is he gonna kill me <laughs> a lot and, of girls are like like 
skater boy skinny like i've seen yeah. on hinge profiles like i love me a skater boy that looks like he's about about, he's to, about die. to die <laughs> and because he, he's on crack <laughs> yeah. and he loves eating lunch or ladies a lot of girls love uh dad bods yeah too. that's I a big thing i want him like slightly like Overweight. chunky yeah yeah i want i want a beer belly gut. yeah and yeah. i think that on on the, the other male side versus the female yeah the male Yes, oh, that's, gays. it's a very interesting point. I said female gaze to someone yesterday and they texted me, female gaze where? So the fact that you <laughs> said that is just crazy. But That's uh, that's low-hanging fruit. I will say and that. And I eat as much fruit as, mm, call me the opposite of gotta DJ Khaled. Gotta be nutritious. Khaled. You have to be, you need that nutrition. That's what I was talking about. Low-hanging fruit. Yeah. But in order to get big. I will for, say that the. For the ladies. <clears throat> the things that women like, I feel like have to do with a certain power dynamic that they appreciate within the relationship. Because as someone who is a woman who knows exactly what you're talking about and does have not preferences, but likes those things that you mentioned for very different reasons. This is myself. Yeah. And also speaking to other women, they've, you know, it's anecdotal evidence, but th there is sort of like with a dad bod, there's a power dynamic where it's like, he can take care of me, but I'm also like, like I can rest like, on him. Yeah. I he's can warm. Yeah, sweet. the skater boy is like, it's a savior fantasy. Like, he just needs someone that can, like, really oh, bring him out of his shell can, and be loved. And, like, he just skates all day him. so that he can tune out. But I'll make <laughs> I him. Can stop his crack I can addiction. fix him. And then a big man, as someone who uh, has has dated, unfortunately, their fair share of very large men. Holy fuck. Buff. It's, it's, <laughs> just imagine Caroline with a big ass dude. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. It's not, it's bad. I, it's, it doesn't look good. Caroline's it, three foot two, by I the way, never, for the audio listeners. I never take pictures with them because I look like their child <laughs> and we'll be like similar in age or not similar in age and either way they're just so much larger than me that it's like ew but the point is is that I for me in those situations it, it's just sort of like yeah this person can beat up a bear for me yeah they can protect yeah, my protect. child for me it seems very it seems very one note yeah like, yeah they could probably beat somebody up yeah but it's not enough and that's why I never yeah. that's why I'm always like all right, but well, here, that here's, happened. Here's something I've been thinking about because I was watching Love is Blind. I think that for men, what they think women like is so off from what the reality is. I think women know exactly what men want to a T. I think I think yeah. because I've seen so many men who, have, who are like, I don't like when girls wear makeup. I like a fresh face. Point to any like nude look. Like in a magazine, like is she wearing makeup They're right now? They're hiding it. Yeah. Absolutely not. No, that's fresh face, but and she's got like a full face of makeup. She's got gloss on. She's yeah. got a little bit of like a winged, a yeah, winged yeah, yeah. eyeliner but or something. But that's because that's how we survive the most efficiently. Also, there's an entire economy built y yeah. on that. Yeah, so. there is a society has been structured in such a way where. For a long time, the male pleasure has been number one. So we've got scientists like, what scientifically do men like? And blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I think now there is a a push from a lot of men who are like, you don't understand me. I actually don't like implants and I don't like lip filler and I don't like BBLs. And then you see them and you see what they like, what they like, who, what celebrity crushes they like. And every time it's exactly what they describe that they don't like. And it's so interesting to me because they want men want to think that they have it all figured out. There's the the unfortunately the red pill push where it's like, I know what women like. They want a strong man. They want a bald head and they want you to crush a watermelon with your toes. And then you look at 99 percent of women and they're like, ew, you like him? 
Yeah. He's like fucked <clears throat> up. What is wrong with you? The, yeah. Two things. One, okay. you can condition anybody to enjoy anything. That's all I'll say. So the push for yeah, the red sure. pill thing, that's just somebody, they need power. But if they convince enough women, like if they're like- If, if they you, convince 1%. Yeah. Then, then, they, then they can keep procreating and those little red pill children will keep going on. The second thing is that I feel like this subject is a perfect transition into some of the questions that I wanted to ask you about oh. parenting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so this is the first question that I wanted to ask. And it sounds like a joke, but it's real. You have a kid who's pretty young. Let's say ages like 8 to 12, 13. So he's in middle school. Around like middle school. Maybe like late elementary school, early middle school. And They're like 7. No. They go on their computer. You go on their computer and they have uh, their tab open because... Oh. They're being irresponsible. And mm. you see, and you see. It was a virus. No. <laughs> we, you see a porn website. And it's not like normal porn where it's like, man, not dominating oh. women, normal porn. It's like weird, like problematic stuff. Like yeah, what, like, like what? what? Yeah, what? Well, what, what do you think? What do you mean? Like, what do you I, think? I know. I can, for question. the audio listeners, I can see the steam coming from Will's head, <laughs> thinking about all the categories he knows no. and electing not to say any no. of them to not incriminate no, but, himself. But say you see this thing where, okay, I'll give you an example. And this could be any any number of uh, pornographic images, yeah. but like one where it's really, really aggressive, where a man is really hurting a woman. Or the opposite. Mm. It's just, it's violent. You see yeah. something that's violent or something that's really bizarre, like, latex like weird latex stuff like a gimp suit like a weird gimp suit yeah and how do you talk to your kid about that and do you interfere with that that's the thing because that seems the my biggest question would be like why like what is there something that happened throughout their childhood that they like really are into aggressive things because that doesn't seem like a like for a child like a natural thing for a child to be into but then that calls into question your own self think about what Definitely. you like and think 100%. about like whatever you were watching or whatever was going on with you if your parent came up to you and was like what happened and you're like i don't know nothing no, happened. I i'm just who i am no, but exactly. how, how would you ask, deal with that i probably i probably would uh close the tab maybe monitor i wouldn't i don't think i'd bring it up mm-hmm. because i got i got caught watching porn at a very and it young probably made age. you mad it was just like like, it didn't change anything. It's not like I was just going to, like, stop watching porn ever. <laughs> All right. Like, no. Well, my parent <laughs> caught me. Shucks. Yeah. No more. It was just embarrassing. And it was like, there was no point. It wasn't constructive to be like, like, no, like, this is a bad thing. Because it's, it's like, not. it's not. Yeah. It's just, I would probably m- m- more monitor the. Um, the content. Their, their, yeah. Like, maybe I'd try to. Add like a safe search thing onto the yeah yeah you go into Pornhub safe search like no like keep it like solo lesbian four women <laughs> no, okay no let's say what we all think at the same time on three no I'm not doing that okay okay one on three. one two, two three. three pro what I <laughs> here's what I think okay go ahead here's what I think it's a it's a strange line to toe because. There are harmful effects to pornography. Yeah. There are, especially for kids. Yes. As an adult, do whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever. As a kid, there's brain development stuff. There's a bunch of like, you know, dopamine reward systems that get fucked up, whatever. For sure. Mm -hmm. But the the hardest thing as a parent, like you said, is to confront a kid and have them think that it was just not constructive at all. Like just to go up to a kid and be like, hey, you can't do this. 
knowing full well that what you say, what you do, any amount of safe searches that you put on, shit is not going to work. We know we're we're in a technology age where our kids are probably going to learn more about technology than we know right now. Exactly. If they're they want to find porn, they can find porn. Find sure, it. but then isn't it your responsibility to have conversations yeah. about so, it then? So I guess what my point is, I think there needs to be a, a more, more of a level of honesty and like being forthcoming about things. Mm-hmm. I think the abstinence push that we've had, that shit does not work. It's a tale as old as time. Back in 1776, a 40-year-old man was like, I never did this when I was 16. I wasn't having sex when I was 16. Flashback, he's he has fucking syphilis and his name women. is Ben Franklin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's the he's the town whore. Yeah. Because he's been doing like Every parent is like, okay, when I hit this age, I'm going to tell them not to do all the mistakes that I made. Yeah. And then the kid does all the mistakes that they made. But you know why it's like that, though, right? I think it's a multitude of things. I think, one, it's because a lot of kids don't know what any of this is. And they learn about it on their own. You learn about porn by yourself. Yeah. You learn about how sex works by yourself. You're not equipped with all of the, like, precautions and safety stuff. On top of the fact that as a society, we're very like, what, sex? Nobody does but that. But that's what that's I mean. That's gross. Yeah. Like why it's like that. Because it, mm. it is so interesting to think about how America, the culture was created where it it started out with Puritan Americans yeah. that used sex and abstinence and, and many other religious entities to control people's behavior. Yeah. And guess what that changed? Nothing. The population I don't know. doubled, I th- tripled, oh, quadrupled. No, of course. But it's still yeah. with Christianity, there is a point where... It's so bizarre. It's like, don't have sex, don't have sex, but you need to have children. I think it changed the perception. It definitely changed a lot of people's beliefs. It didn't change any actions. No, no, people are going to still do what they're going to do, but it's now it's because there's no honesty or there's a lack Mm -hmm. of honesty or there's a weird perception about it. No transparency. It causes so much harm. Well, now there's a push, but I I always feel like it's in response to having so much, um, what's the word? Um... It was suppression. Like an, it was like an overcorrection. Big have, overcorrection. We have such a like, this is bad. Yeah. So then there is a anti-movement. Yes. This is so good that I'm going to do it every day of my fucking life. I, yeah. I'm going to watch porn every second yeah. of every hour. I think that people should have like the liberty to express themselves sexually. I think yeah. over uh, sexualization for the sake of, you know, I, I want to do this because it makes me feel like I have liberty. That's when I'm like, all right, maybe we need to reevaluate here. I I just think that there needs to be more transparency. I think there's a, yeah. a stigma around like the talk with kids and then you never get around to it and then oftentimes that kid is like th- the male whore of high school. I'm such a hippie. I'm going to have those conversations. I just, I just don't know. I don't know how young. Like yeah, I don't know cuz 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 if the, my kids like 8 like they they're not, they don't really if I they, don't really know what they're going to gain from it at that age. Like yeah. are they going to really take that in and be like Wait, porn might have negative effects on my brain and you need to have safe sex. But Wouldn't like, it be when weird, though, to like knock on your kid's door and be like, hey, I'm going to just start this conversation out of nowhere because I think it's important that you're at the age where we have this conversation. Wouldn't it be more common that your kid is like, what is this? And then you can say, OK, yeah. it's this. I remember yeah. I was watching Law and Order Special Victims Unit when I was six years old because it was my favorite television show. I don't know what that means about me, but it was my favorite show from like the age of six to ten. Mm. And I didn't know what the word virgin meant. And so I asked my mom, what does virgin mean? She's like, where did you hear that? And I was like, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, the show about rape and molestation that you let me watch for hours a day. And she was like, Virgin's oh. probably the nicest thing in that show. Yeah. And she was like, oh, it just means innocence. And I was like, wait, what? What? 
why why did why is that word being used in the context yeah. of the scene it didn't make sense to me and and now looking back on that if my kid had said first of all i would not let them watch law and order special victims unit but if they came up to me and they're like what does virgin mean i'd be like well they're naturally curious it's perfect time to have this conversation to the extent that they're curious and i won't go beyond that yeah but you don't have to you don't have to go super graphic yeah intense like and that's just sex. The point of like porn being like an addictive substance, that just falls into substance abuse in general, yeah. which is the next question. How do you approach the subject of drugs with your kids? And would you let them smoke weed? Would you let them drink before the age of 21? Yeah, yeah. I think that one's a lot easier yeah. to like to uh, reconcile. Oh, really? With. I feel like it's yeah. harder. It's harder for me to have that conversation, I think. I think it's a lot easier because... Access to drugs is a lot less like uh, it's it's a lot more limited than access to like pornography. Sure, that's so that's the easiest in thing terms to of get. limiting it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you you have to go out of your way to get a drug. Yeah, yeah. if you want porn, get on your phone or go on a laptop or like <laughs> watch a movie. Yeah, like, go to yeah. go to HBO. Draw some boobs on a piece of paper. Yeah, <laughs> you can't draw weed and then smoke <laughs> and then the smoke weed. It. But how, how do you talk about substances and like moderation and how do you feel about substances? Marijuana has been categorized for a very long time as a drug when really at this point people recognize that it, it can be used medicinally. Yeah, but I, can I think be. I, yeah, can I think, be. I think that's a very strong there is can a be. lot of marijuana cope for the potheads. Yes, that sir. If you smoke and I think this is like verifiably true. If yeah. you smoke before 18, your brain chemistry before like 25. Yeah, your brain chemistry changes and you are more like susceptible to addiction. Sure. Like when they say marijuana is like a gateway drug, that is in part like some sort evidence. of propaganda, but it also is true at the yeah. same time. Yeah. It is literally a gateway to other drugs. Yeah, you just, it need just is more honesty about it. Yeah. So I think that because I I've I've known all the 16 year old potheads. I've been to high school. They're like, nah, bro, like I'm not addicted. I could quit whenever I want. Me. And they're like, well, and I'm I'm I get it. They're like, it's the it's the lowest drug on the drug index scale. And they know like all this trigonometry for drugs. Mm. And then when you look at it, they're like tweaking because they haven't like smoked in yeah. a day and they're like i can't focus on this test bro i need to smoke some weed and it's like mother <laughs> you're a dick you're a victim yeah and he's like nah nah i'm, I'm chilling and so, this affects their quality of life yes yeah. like i think a lot of people can't survive without marijuana yeah and i yeah. think that there is a conversation of like maybe it is like once you're there how do you stop them from doing that like if they really get off of weed and they're going to be miserable. Like, how do you? Yeah. What's the next step? And for there's that? also I have friends that it's like it affects them as like like food wise. Yeah, they can't. Like eat I have friends that weed. can't eat. Like literally have no appetite if they don't, you know, smoke weed. And mm. they have to smoke weed before a meal, or else they they can't eat. And that's become like a real issue for them in trying to quit. Like, Those are the same losing. people saying that uh, they're not addicted and they can stop when. Yeah. <laughs> well, my they friends want. personally, they recognize like i feel like a lot That's of stoners kind of just kind of recognize like okay yeah like we've gone past <laughs> we've gone past overcorrection where we're like it's not a drug it's not scary to the point where we're like okay there is a reason why like any other substance you have to use it responsibly yeah but i think it's crazy how accessible alcohol is uh relative to marijuana but but just as Fair. a substance because alcohol is truly so so dangerous it's debilitating and it's everywhere yeah, it's we have institutions built around just the consumption of alcohol entire industries. It is just So bad for you physically yeah. mentally yeah. and it's such a slippery slope 
And then it, it calls into question like anything. What is it in your life that you're using like a substance and is it appropriate for you to use mm -hmm. it that way? And it goes into like, because the other question I was going to ask about was social media. <clears throat> How would you talk about social media? Would you let well, your kid have it? Well, with to answer your first question yeah. of, of what I would do with my child, mm -hmm. I think, and this is me right now, and I, have, I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. Sure. Like if I just happen to be in this situation right now, mm -hmm. I would at a certain age, if they're like 15 if they're in high school, mm -hmm. right, and I catch them, let's like the situations I catch them and they're they're high, yeah, or something. <clears throat> I would have a conversation with them. I think that if I don't think the right approach is to like drug test them every like week no. and like be like no, like no, like, oh my I know, god, I have no. friends who who like yeah. par whose parents of course drug test and them, those are probably and they the end most up drug drugged out people ever because they know how to get around the mm -hmm. yes, and and they end up when they do get freedom, they just. They because they were told no so many times in high school, they're finally free to smoke as much weed as they please. Yeah. So they become my thing is I would sit down with them and be like, listen, like it's just and this is what I did did in high school personally. But it, it's like just a lot more enjoyable when it's like in moderation, when it's like when it's just fun, when it's when it's a special occasion, you know, like if it's a weekend mm -hmm. or like like a couple times a month, if you guys are safe and like. You have a few friends over or something and you guys are smoking and eating snacks. I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, you don't go to Disney World every day because then you, you don't go to Disney World every and you day. wouldn't like Disney World after a while. So you go to Disney World like once a year and with weed, it's not once a year. But it's like I, I also kind of feel like doing it on the weekends. Even then, I'm like, it's not every weekend. No, not every weekend. Because then In that high is school. I would I, I used to smoke every other weekend mm -hmm. with my friends I and mean, it would always be exciting we would always like plan for it like the week before we'd be like guys like this weekend we're gonna get yeah. lit we, we'd go shopping the day before for munchies we'd like someone's parents would be out of town it's a, we'd holiday. Have, we'd, it, it's a holiday yeah like it's exciting and that and like i wasn't like always smoking weed because like i tell them like if you smoke weed every day like you're gonna develop a tolerance it's not gonna be fun it's gonna be bad for you that's when it's an issue and that's when i would put a hard stop if they yeah. were like if I was smelling weed on them every day, I'd be like, all right, listen, like, if you can't control it, you can't, you can't do it. That's when I'm taking my kid on a road trip. We're going out into nature and I'm, I'm drying them out. Actually, that probably wouldn't work. I'm just, for knowing me and my genetics, if they are smoking every day, that kid's going to become psychotic at some point. And then I don't want them to end it's, up in a hospital. It's so difficult because all of, like, even if it gets to that point where they're smoking weed every day and you smell it on them and you're like, okay, hard line. Like, you can cite every parent who does that, and that kid is not smoking weed. I mean, that kid is not stopping yeah. Yeah. smoking. He is going to continue, and he's going to continue probably harder now. And I think the the problem is, like, when do you attack it? Like, at what point do you get in a child's development when they're receptive to... Yeah. Normally, like, it's just a hope rock bottom. That I could have... I'd hope that... <laughs> Unfortunately. <clears throat> I would hope... Sorry, yeah. I would ha I would hope that I'd have a good enough relationship with my child growing up to where we can have honest conversations to where they trust me as a as a father figure and trust my advice. And we can sit down and be like, listen, like this is what's good for you. And I want the best for you and I want to see you succeed. And smoking weed every day is not going to is not the way like I'd hope that I'd I'd set like a precedent to where we can have these conversations and that my child would, you know, listen to it me. sucks because <laughs> potheads always have an answer like if you're like this is like a debilitating thing they go to weed weed butt.org 
and they show you all these graphs and, t- and statistics and like you can't focus on your test actually dad when i smoke weed i'm like the most how old is my been is that my what life. my kid sounds like like he's uh he's 12 <laughs> <laughs> but actually dad like for real like i'm actually chilling you brought up an interesting point where it's like i would hope that with my kid they would trust me enough to take my advice and i was thinking about it that's ideal like my kid trusts me yeah but what's really weird and this just goes to my own parents there are some things i trust my parents about beyond a doubt and then there are other things i do not trust them about because they literally do not know anything about it so when i was dealing mm. with issues with content creation at 15 where I'm like people are like threatening to rape me and they're like I don't know I don't know what to do about that because they literally don't know and I realize but they can look into resources that yes and no there are certain things where I feel like by the time we have kids technology is going to explode again and they're going to know more about it than we do and they're going to be living in a completely different culture that we might not necessarily understand very well and we can try so hard to figure it out but at the end of the day there are certain things that I feel like as parents living in a very very modern brave new world we're not going to be able to give them advice because it's just but but if I don't understand then hopefully there's someone else that understands that I could provide a resource to yeah. or like a... But that's happening now with like social media where you have doctors that are like, people should not be using this. You need to get off of the thing. You need to stop doing it. And what you, the general consensus is like, that's fine. So I think, I don't think the right term is Pandora's box, but I think once you open, like once you, once the toothpaste is out of the tube, you yeah. can't push it back in. Yep. Social media is never going to stop. It's only going to get bigger. So I think the messaging should be how can we interact with social media in the safest way possible? I agree. So I think there is like for the drug conversation, I can tell these kids like, listen, these drugs are not going to be good for you. Like objectively, they're just not. But if you're going to say fuck me and go ahead, here's how you do it. The safest way you possibly can. And that's, if you're gonna that's be, all you can oh, do. Yeah, if you're going to be at a party and you're going to drink, yeah. I don't want you to. And I, I actually literally cannot stop you. But if you're going to, here's the way to do it. Here's how you do it safely. No driving. Yeah, and here's, and here's like the steps you can take to like, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Sure. That I think is the... And I, I'm I'm probably going to change my mind like in five or ten years or whatever. Yeah. But right now, if I'm thinking about it for like five minutes, it's like this is the way that I can get my kid to be as safe as possible because I'm never going to stop them from doing like every wrong thing in the world. To that point, though, to piggyback off of what you just said, because mm-hmm. I agree with you. Back. I agree with you. Like you're going to have to have she that conversation where back, at so the end right. of the day, you're going to do what you're going to do. Here's the safest way to do it. Mm-hmm. I also <clears> feel like when people say don't do this, it's bad. And I say, why? And they say, because it's bad for you. Why? I don't know what it means when you say it's bad for me. If you're like, well, it makes you stupider. Who cares? It makes you sad. Who cares? It makes me feel good when I do it. I feel like what you would have to do over a very long course of time, and that doesn't negate the importance of having the conversation of if you're going to do it, do it safely. But the the additional conversation that you have continuously with them is just um, this is why. It's bad. Think about all the other things that constructively speaking are good. And here is why it's good. And here's what this leads to. And and my my other problem is that I am kind of that's why I said drugs. is It's a harder conversation because at the end of the day, if someone says to me, well, my life just feels better when I take drugs. It's such a it's such a hard thing to to change that perspective, because for all intents and purposes, as they interpret reality, as they feel reality, they're not wrong. I mean, Logically speaking, and maybe even long term, um, emotionally speaking, they're wrong. But right now, 
that's how they feel about the world. They're not wrong. And it's so hard to just change someone's mind. But what yeah. about, because this is under the assumption that th this is like they've already smoked weed. Yeah, but that's, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm saying you attack it early. Sure. Like, so focus more on prevention. Yeah, than... I think you start with the preventative aspect. So you, you say... bring up drugs before they even know What about, about using drugs? it constructively? I... What do you mean? Where if you're sort of like, uh, say my kid's a little artistic. I, I was artistic when I was a kid, and I know uh. that when I smoked weed a lot did not help with the creativity. But sometimes if I smoked weed like every two months, if I did that, if I ever did that, then there were times where I would listen to music and I would just conceive of an, conceive of an idea that I couldn't have if I was sober. And I'm not saying that you use drugs to make art. because That's a whole other very, very problematic thing. But there is a reason why these drugs are associated with religious experiences, with sacred experiences, yeah. because there are certain things that drugs can provide to you in terms of like insight into the universe. That yeah. Are unfortunately could be very important. Unfortunately, it's not when you're 13. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking not when you're 13. Yeah, and it's also not. I honestly, I don't even think it's when you're 16 or 18. I agree because I think these people who smoke and have these like uh, imperceptible views on the world are saying a lot of nonsense. And shut up, you're 16. I actually, you're. This is incomprehensible. You do not know what the hell you are talking about. But I also think if you're 25 and you're kind of and you don't really know where your life is at Tell right now, you should take mushrooms. Oh, no, 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 we're not saying that. We're not saying I that. I think I am saying that. <laughs> but also, Okay, I, me and Caroline are not. Okay, here's ooh, the thing. Just here's that. the thing. Here's the thing. Hold on. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that because you need to know about your mental health before you take okay, any sort of psychedelics. No, you're right. You're but, just me. but if you know that it's safe for you to take those drugs and you're doing it in the right headspace with the right people, Obviously, uh, do your research. Yeah, you like, have don't to just do grab a bunch research. of mushrooms. But I'm not gonna say don't do face. it because there are certain things that just like yeah. And I think I think we are imprinting a lot of the uh, positive benefits of drug use with the uh, idea that it's on adults. With kids, I think there's like a plethora, like a no. laundry list of things where no. it's like this is negative. So even I think I'm not letting my 13 year old like get a tattoo. Adderall. Yeah, like I, I know a lot of of kids who were prescribed Adderall from a very young age and now need like 100 milligrams a day I've in actually, order to exist and, and I don't, function. I don't know like what the, the emerging science on this is, but I've actually heard someone say that if you give a kid like a, a methamphetamine, it doesn't make them more addictive. It actually makes them less addictive. Like if you give them like a like an Adderall or like is Ritalin, Ritalin concerta, it actually makes them less addictive as they get older. And I, I don't know what that... it. It does run contrast with like intuitively what you think, yeah. but it seems like the studies show that like they get le less addictive just in their brain, and it's it's interesting. They get le like you're less addicted to like a, like the the, the the way that kids' brains respond to like marijuana and yeah. like all these different like I guess coke like all these crazy drugs. If you take like a a prescribed like thing. It makes them less addictive well, over like well, a, it, it's over a different time. kind of reward system where say you're taking not necessarily. No, I, I think I don't even think it's like that. I th and I, I the, I'm going to stop talking about it because I don't only, know too much about it. Only because I've had but, I've had so many psychiatrists talk about this shit where they they have like counterpoints. But it, yeah. it, it is something to do with the fact that when you're taking an amphetamine or you're taking any kind of prescription drug that. Uh, interacts with dopamine receptors and the production of dopamine in your brain, which is your, that's the reward chemical. Like I do this because it gives me dopamine. I've, I'm rewarded. I'm conditioned to continue to do this because it helps me survive. It makes me feel good. I'm surviving. 
whatever. Yeah. But if you're taking a drug that sort of regulates the consistency of that reward system, whatever, I'm not going to say her name. Yeah. Dr. Somebody, somebody, something, something, something was just okay. sort of like, that yeah. That probably narrows it down. Yeah. Dr. Names. Somebody, something was just sort of like, yeah, well, it's just sort of like you're, you're regulating a kid's mood. So there's no opportunity for there to be sort of some kind of deficiency in the reward system. And so they don't end up becoming addicted to other things in life. And I'm like, okay, that's great. That narrowed it is down that, more. The accent narrowed is it, it down. Yeah, that's, it's narrowing it down a lot. She has four names, and where's she from? She's Jersey? from New York, Jersey. I'm not saying this is so that. easy. <laughs> I can find saying, this person immediately. I'm not saying. I, I just, I'm, I'm just saying that I've had a very, very interesting experience with modern psychiatry in America, and have had uh, not just personal experience, but have seen just the the plethora of experimentation that goes on with medication, pharmaceuticals, and children, and it's fascinating yeah i am not gonna argue with a doctor and i because i don't know shit i yeah, don't know and they're talking shit. about basketball oh i'm gonna argue okay. but outside of that if there is something that i'm clearly out of my element i'm not gonna dunning kruger myself into like this idea that i can accurately analyze a process that someone took tens of years to perfect and I, I, after like reading like an article or something, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. But, is, but doctors also sometimes, th this is just, yeah, me, have, I, I'm not going to be the one to say that though. Oh yeah. Because I don't know what sometimes is. Even if I think I do, yeah. I absolutely do not. I, because I don't even read, I'm not even, sorry. I don't, I don't read a lot of articles. This, I've been, yeah. a lot of it is based on like friends experiences that they've told me. Like, and I think that's a lot of people. And yeah. I think that if we go to like a doctor and we said all these things, they'd be like, boom, 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 bang, boom, 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 boom. And all, all of us would be like, yeah, yeah well, I just, I just disagree. Doc and it's like, we look goofy as fuck. There's a line. But I don't think there's a line for us laymans who don't oh, know yeah. anything. Most, you know? Yeah, but like, it depends on the doctor. I'll too. just say this. That's fair. Sister born with very rare genetic disorder and the doctor came up to my mother after and I think I've said this on the podcast before but like right after she was born was like your daughter's gonna be born kind of like a frog person and my yeah. mother was like what and then when from that perspective my I perception of frog person yes my perception amphibian like features my perception of Why medicine say frog per is this the same four name doctor y no no he was from Florida <laughs> Um, and what was his, was no, it something something no, or was it something no, something something something? this was something. Lantana, Florida. But the point okay. is, is that my perception of medicine is really bizarre because from one end of the perspective, I'm like, it's so advanced. It can correct things that probably shouldn't be corrected. And we're overcorrecting at points against nature. And that seems to be problematic for various reasons. Yeah. At the same time, I also look at it and I know for a fact that it is such an young young area of medicine particularly psychiatry and psychology very very young still developing yeah not well understood in especially yeah, for rare dis where, diseases that's where i don't like saying stuff like that because i've never taken arguing, a psychiatry class i'm not arguing with a, p uh, a pediatrician like i would not argue with a pediatrician someone that just takes care of children like i just make sure this child doesn't die when it comes to a psychiatrist and they're like yeah put them on growth hormone let's see what fucking happens yeah, that's um, that's where I'm no. like, I, I don't know why anyone would and all these like like specific examples. That's like any like my doctor said this and it was wrong. Yeah, uh, of course. I'm not going to argue against like yeah. when a doctor is wrong. It's enough but to the, question the entire institution. Though. I don't think so, though, at all, because one one bad doctor, mm -hmm. I'm not going to question like neuroscience because this doctor said I was going to get dementia and I didn't. I'm going to. But like, it's, it's all but the information you that don't they have. you don't have access to. You don't know about the neuroscience. You exactly. you only yeah. ha know the people who have learned the neuroscience. Yeah, but then so you cannot trust 
the people and trust the neuroscience. Yeah, and I think that's and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying you don't trust the psychiatry. No, like, no, no. Because no. they know what they're doing. It's how they apply the medicine. Like this is what I'll say. I'll never argue with the the medicine or the research because it you can't deny yeah. it. They do their research. It's scientific. It's empirically proven. Yeah. They know what they're doing. But and this becomes a philosophical issue. How they apply this medicine, I mm. don't always think is the most rational or ethical. And it's not that I question their abilities or their knowledge or it's just I'm questioning how you apply this medicine because sometimes and and this is also having, you know, been in a hospital and seen, uh, you know, the the uh, mental care, public mental institutions in this country. Yeah. The, um, it's not ideal. It's it really on, on a whole is not ideal the way that we treat patients in America in general. Like if you're if you're suicidal and you go to a hospital, really, this is truly what it is. The doctors are not there to save your life. They're OK. We have to make it so that after 72 hours we can get them out of here so that we have a bed so that the next person who's suicidal can be taken care of. And that that's their goal is just to get the person out of the hospital, not dead. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're saving their life. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're fixing the problem. So I'll say they know what they're doing. The way that they apply it sometimes is questionable and in general is questionable. And it just needs to be there needs to be more honesty. You just have to know more about it. So that's why I say, yeah, if someone if someone's like, I'm not taking my medication, I'm like, you're stupid. Listen to your doctor and take your medication. But it's there's always a conversation of why do you feel like you don't want to take your medication? So. Yeah, and I, yeah, I guess, yeah, I think, like you said, talk to your doctor. I don't know anything about any of this, and my intuition will not compete with tens of years of medical school until and, they fuck you over, and and they and yeah, they but, have done that. Yeah, but also, I think thinking of it in an individual, uh, like through an individual lens. When we're talking about like such a big institution, sure, I think that it's I think that it's just not fair of me to be like but making also, a little sweet. The institution it. isn't perfect, especially when no, there I, are but I'm, incentives. I'm not, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm saying that who am I to talk about it when I don't know anything about You're it? You're a patient, and you yeah, could but be I'm in... not. A, I'm here's the thing. Yes, I am a patient, and yes, I should do my due diligence, but society and how everything is operated it is operated on trust we trust that someone at the mcdonald's drive-thru isn't spitting in my food if i go to mcdonald's and i'm like well i should ask them like how did you cook this like what i could but it really takes out all of like the the middle part i'm just trusting that they know what they're doing i'm trusting the chef that he knows what he's doing i'm trusting the barber that he knows how to cut my hair sometimes it doesn't work but i'm not going to condemn barbistry because i went to one barber and he fucked up my lineup yeah. i'm like well a lot of barbers don't actually know that and i'm not if saying i don't like all barbers evidence, but if there's systemic evidence that supercuts does not know how to cut hair properly you're probably not going to go to a supercut yeah like, and i'm going to go to a different and i think barber. we don't know what the systemic evidence is we yes do not we, do. To, we, we do we do for know sure how to, i Maybe okay. Maybe not everyone does, but there. No, but there is an area of study dedicated and, yes, to this. Yes, and I agree. And I don't. And respectfully, I don't think any three of us know enough about that area of study to make any sort of claim about anything. Sure. I just don't think so. Sure. And no, I, I think disagree. that if I were to go 
to any doctor or any like even like YouTube doctor like, hey, what do you think about this? Someone who like does know about this area of study. I think they could pick through even everything that all of us are saying and like, well, that's not the reason why we do this. It's actually because of this and this and this because of this thing and this uh, barrier that we have here. I think this is such a like complicated, super complicated that even having like a sweeping generalization of anything in regard to these things is I think a little bit irresponsible because I think that we're going to like, it's just, it's just, we don't, we're not equipped. Mind your even, business. Yeah. We're not equipped. You're a diplomat. We're just not equipped to talk about Sammy, this. You're just, we're so, just not. It's so incredible. Whenever we have these conversations, you like do the perfect job of uh, no. And, and this is not, this is really like, I, I am, uh, what's the word? Envious that you're able to be so diplomatic about these things because me personally and I know my opinion is going to change in five years today I'm like I'm gonna make sweeping generalizations and then I'll also add it with yeah but I don't know what I'm talking about and you're like no you really don't know what you're talking about you need to make that clear and so I think that for everyone's sake that's very good because like I'm all for like having conversations about shit I don't know but I, I gotta be like do not I don't know shit like even the like amphetamine dopamine thing I like saw that offhand, like on some article. I do. I I have no idea. You know, I just don't know. I do think, though, it is important to have the conversation so that people do question it because there are like his there is, I mean, historical evidence of like doctors didn't know where the clitoris was or wasn't like yeah. identified until 1986 or some yeah. crazy Tuskegee, year like that. that uh, well, it wasn't, they weren't experimenting on black people, but like they were giving them medicine without telling them what the yeah. medicine was, something like that. Like, oh, yes, there uh, are. Oh, fuck. What was it? Oh, okay. But, but okay. When yeah, you go Stanford to school. Stanford prison experiment. Oh yeah. But I'm, a, I'm yeah. just saying that you, that you do have to always just question it and having the conversation saying we're not condemning any institution, yeah. but saying be uh, responsibly skeptical of all things, I think yes. is okay. And and so I appreciate you being diplomatic and being the devil's advocate to me saying, maybe it's not great. I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's, it's uh, not great. I'm just, wait, hold on. I'm saying it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Just again, be skeptical within reason. Ask yeah. questions. Ask the right questions. And don't conclude. Don't make conclusions don't for make yourself. Conclu- ask the right questions. Yes. Ask ask educated, correct questions. You know, ask the right ones. To the right people. Yeah, to the right. That's another thing. To the right people. Don't question just the question because then if you abandon all these big media conglomerates, you're going to like a bingo bongo in his in his basement. And he's like, I think that the vaccines are making us feminine. Wait, like we that in mind, though, this is something that's interesting to think about. If you ever seen like uh, a master's program for like CS computer science? Yeah, the, there's of, a 24 hour video on Harvard's <laughs> uh, computer science course. Damn. Wait, wait, wait. It's interesting. <laughs> Very quickly. Those professors are like 25. But if you ever go to like a psychiatry like master's program, you look at the age of those professors. They're like fucking 60, 70. They're old. And you know what they were doing in the 90s? They were like. Hmm, you seem sad. Let's put 1,200 milligrams of lithium in you, and that causes so many problems with your thyroid. I'm just saying, yeah. like, if CS has 25-year-olds, like, being professors, why is it yeah. that this field of medicine is being taught by elderly people that were yeah. like, phrenology, hold on. That is because hold computer on. science is a very young, yeah, like, but, like but actually so is sci- young. But so is psychiatry. I mean, like, yeah. in, the, in the scope of things, In the grand of scope thing, of things, computer so science young. is a baby, and psychiatry is probably like a teenager. I think computer science is like 
five, not five years old, but it's like, yeah, like but a that's newborn. a computer. This is a computer. This is the yeah. human mind. We've been alive and thinking about our own minds yeah. since since the consciousness. But computers are way so, easier to like that's crack. I, that's we what, made computers. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not saying that <laughs> psychiatry is in like toddlership. I'm saying like relatively speaking, it's still probably a baby. And in like 50 years, people are gonna be like, I can't believe they were having this conversation. They were using terms like dopamine and ADHD. Like it, that's what I. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. Oh yeah, but I'm. So my yeah. point is just sort of like what be question things because you know we don't know. We just don't yeah. know. This is true. We're operating on what we know right now. And that's all we know. And what we know right now, at least the three of us, is how to make some funny rooster. <laughs> funny rooster and it's, parent to child. Please listen to the Hypothetical <laughs> Nonsense <laughs> podcast. Listen to us on Spotify. Audio listeners listen to us on YouTube. YouTube, please get us on Spotify. Please subscribe. Like to the Hypothetical Nonsense podcast. Thank, Thank you, everyone, everyone, for listening to the Hypothetical Nonsense podcast. Please, please listen, listen to us on Spotify, YouTube, and Quora, and Spins. Thank you. Thank you. Good night.